It's time for the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email backtothebookbroadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Walland, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org. And now the broadcast. Take your Bibles, please, once again, turn to the book of Romans, chapter number 8. We're continuing our thought on, are you walking in the Spirit? Now, we've spent some time dealing or reviewing from Romans, chapter 1, all the way to the beginning of chapter number 8, simply because we cannot understand chapter 8 without understanding the context and the subject of what we are dealing with here in chapter 8. We're not dealing with our condemnation in chapters 1 through 3 anymore, although there is certainly some application in verse number 1. We're not dealing with justification anymore. That was chapters 4 and 5. Chapters 6, 7, and 8 are dealing with the big word is sanctification, but if you'll allow me just to bring it a step step down from that because that's a, a big word and it's sometimes hard to remember the meaning or even explain it to others, Rather, what I want to use instead of that word, so we have sanctification, but that's just a fancy word for how God makes us holy. Chapter number 6 shows us God still intends for us to live a holy life. If you'll allow me to put it in another sense, God wants us to live in victory over our sin. I don't believe in sinless perfection. Or as the one preacher said, I do believe in sinless perfection, I just know I can't attain it. You know, it's for heaven. (laughs) It's not for now. We're humans. We have a flesh that we're going to constantly be in a battle with. But God still intends for us to live in victory. And when Christ at salvation saved us from the condemnation of our sin, legally, he also intended to save us from the condemnation of our sin practically. God doesn't intend for us to live in defeat to our sin. We are no longer to be yielding our our, our bodies servants to sin, but rather we're to be yielding our, our, our bodies servants to God. That's in Romans chapter 6 and the very beginning of chapter number 7. Then we see in the end of chapter number 7, that Paul has attempted to live the Christian life in the power of the flesh and found it's not possible because there's no good thing in the flesh. Chapter number 8 gives us the answer to how we can live in victory. And it's simply, we've got to walk in the Spirit, not in the flesh. It's got to be God. It's got to be the grace and mercy of God in our lives. But before we get to dealing with what does it mean to walk in the Spirit, there are a few things we need to understand. And I am trying to prove a point here, so we're working slowly up to it, but I want us to see how dependent we are on the Spirit. But as we work through the text, we see a couple things. And first of all, we started to look at that we are delivered by the Spirit, or we see the deliverance of the Spirit. But that's not just from the condemnation of our sin legally as I said yesterday, but that is from the power. We've been delivered from the power of sin. God did not just save us from the consequences. Consequences is the wrong word because there's still consequences. 
but from the condemnation of our sin. Let me use that word. He didn't just save us only from the condemnation of our sin, that when I die, you know, I'm going to go to hell because the wages of sin is death. That's not the only thing that Christ saved us from. At salvation, he freed us from the condemnation of sin, but he also freed us from the power of sin. I do not have to live in bondage to sin anymore. Romans chapter 6 is very clear about that. I was in bondage. I am no longer in bondage. But when I try to live out my Christian life by the power of the flesh, I find I'm still in bondage to sin. Why? Because I'm trying to go about it the wrong way. My flesh is under the law of sin. And the only way I can be outside that law of sin is if I can walk in the Spirit. So the only way I can live righteously is by the power of the Spirit. So we see deliverance of the Spirit is not just from condemnation in a salvation sense, but also from that condemnation or from the power of sin and even the guilt of sin on a practical level. God does not intend for me to walk around defeated. Oh, I've tried to be faithful to reading my Bible and I just keep on falling flat on my face. Let me just be very clear about this. That's not God's intentions. In fact, God made a way that you can be victorious over that that fight, that struggle, that battle. You say, oh, but I've got an addiction. You just don't understand. No, my friend, you don't understand. Christ and the Holy Spirit give all power to break any chain of sin, period. Yes, some sins are much more addictive than others. And I certainly feel sorry for you, and I hate that you may find yourself in a place where you're addicted to sin, whether it's alcohol, drugs, pornography, or you fill in the blank. We don't need to start naming off a lot of this junk. If you find yourself in an addiction to sin, that is not God's intention for you. And let me tell you, God made a way. There is a perfectly possible, practical way for you to live in victory over any sin problem in your life. Are you going to be perfect? I'm not saying that. Every time I fix one sin in my life, I feel like another one pops out. Because... Christ is constantly dealing with us and maturing us and growing us. So when, as we take care of the bigger issues, they become maybe smaller issues, but I still have sin in my life. And so it's a constant process of me in obedience to God, dealing with things in my life and keeping our relationship clean. I'm not ever going to say there's not a time that I am perfect. That's not going to be till heaven. But God does not intend to me for me to be living in willful sin or in known sin. So there's a way to be delivered. Then we can keep on reading here, or I'll I'll jump down to another verse for a moment. I, I, I want you to not only see the deliverance of the Spirit, that happens at salvation. We are now free from the condemnation of our sin and from the power of our sin from the moment of salvation. Now, we've got some learning to do from that point. We don't always discover it that quickly, but we're free. Now, I want you to see that at salvation, we receive the dwelling of the Spirit. Or maybe I should put it this way. We become the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit of God. That is something I will never be able to fathom. How something as big as God, as holy as God, can come to live inside of something as dirty and filthy as I am. That's love that I cannot comprehend. May I say that God 
in his wisdom, has chosen to live and reside inside of our hearts from the moment that we receive him until we get to heaven. Notice with me if you would. In verse number 10, we can start reading here really. It says, And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. But notice that phrase, if Christ be in you. The body is dead because of sin, but the spirit of life is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken or make alive your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Now there's a thought. You see, God's given us so more, so much more at salvation than we can really comprehend. He didn't just deliver me from hell. He delivered me from the power of sin. He didn't just deliver me from the power of sin, but He's done moved in. He's chose to dwell in my heart and in yours if you've received Him. Now, Turn with me, if you will, and I hope I wrote this reference down correctly. I believe it is 2 Corinthians and chapter number 1. 2 Corinthians and chapter number 1. And look in verse number 22. Actually, I'm going to back up one verse again. Now, he which establisheth us with you in Christ and hath anointed us is God, who hath also sealed us and given the earnest of the Spirit in our hearts. So, the Holy Spirit resides in my heart. Now, there's another word there you need to understand what that means. Earnest. It's not exactly how we would use it today, but it's a word that means down payment. So there's some things I cannot fathom from this verse. This is only a down payment. Only just a little fraction of what one day I'm going to receive. I can't fathom that. I don't really know that anybody can. You're telling me that God moved in my little heart. And that's just the beginning? That's just a down payment. That's just the something small. It's just, oh, that's just to let you know, hey, this is actually real. You know, that's like when you're purchasing a house. They want that, uh, I can't remember exactly what it's called, but they want that, there's a particular word for this payment, that, and you probably know what it is, where you have to put it down. They, I actually, I believe they do even call it earnest money. It's simply a little bit of a down payment to let you know, hey, I'm serious about buying this house. I've got a few things to work out yet as far as my loan is concerned, but I want you to know I'm not just playing around, so I'm going to put down this amount of money to secure this house so that you are willing to not sell it to anybody else until I get the rest of the funds ready. Well, God is God, okay? Understand that way, and I'm not at all trying to be sacrilegious here, but God, while salvation is by faith, 
wanted us to understand, hey, he's very serious about what is in his word. And he's not just going to leave us alone. He's not just left us to figure this thing out for ourselves. But rather he said, hey, just so you know that I'm serious, just so that you know that I truly love you, just so you know that I've given you everything that you need to be able to live a righteous and godly life here in this world, I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit of God to move inside of you. He's a comforter. He's a helper. He's uh, he's an intercessor. That's found later on in Romans. He's more than you can comprehend. He is there to help you and to guide you and to lead you and to use your life if you will allow Him. That's just to show you God's serious. Heaven's for real. Now you only get that after you've believed in Him by faith. But I want you to understand it's just a down payment. There's more to come. We find another verse very similar. It says now he in, in chapter five and verse number five, now he that wrought us for the selfsame thing is God who hath given unto us the earnest of the Spirit. God intended for us to live with the presence of the Spirit in and on our life. Now that's some amazing things that I can't even really begin to grasp. It helps us understand the meaning a little better in 1 Peter where it tells us that he's given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. He didn't just give me the roadmap to follow through the word of God, but he gave me the power to accomplish it, and it will be through the indwelling of the Spirit of God. Now, I want to make one more thing clear before we have to finish for today. I do not believe that we need to be filled a second time with the Spirit, as many people would believe or say that. That's not what the Bible teaches. Rather, it's not about how much of the Holy Spirit you have. It's actually about how much of you that he has. You see, for me to be full of the Spirit is the the term throughout the Word of God means for me to be fully controlled by the Spirit of God. At salvation I received him, I will never lose him. But I sure can hinder what he wants to do in my life when I give him restricted zones in my life he's not allowed to have. The question, again, that we are dealing with is this. Are you walking in the Spirit? You've been listening to the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email broadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Wallen, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org.